Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome today. So excited to have joining me today all the way from St. George, Utah, beautiful Roxanne Brown Kennedy. Roxanne, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me today, Allison. I'm so glad to have you on. Um, I was just sharing with my Facebook Live viewers before we went live. I actually didn't have a, a guest scheduled. I didn't have a guest scheduled for today, and um, and then I was talking with with Roxanne uh, last night. Actually, we had a phone call, and um, and she was available, and she hopped on here. And I just felt that she has a message that uh, somebody needed to hear today. So thank you all for joining us. So we've got Dee Dee just hopped on Facebook Live. Hey, Dee Dee. Um, so Roxanne, if you are familiar with my show, you would know that I always give my guests an opportunity to brag about themselves right from the beginning. So I would love for you okay. just to take a moment to brag a little bit about yourself, who you are, and uh, some of the things that you're doing that are pretty big in the world right now. Okay, well, I don't know about bragging exactly, but the experience that I went through, which I'm sure we'll keep talking about, but being married to an addict for 21 years brought me to a place where I had to find so much healing and recovery for myself going through so much trauma that there was a point where I was in my closet and just I could not believe all that I had gone through and was going through it kind of overwhelmed and I thought to myself and praying to God I thought this all this work I'm doing cannot just be for me. I, I have to be able to share it. And if, if I'm going to do all this, and not that I wasn't worth it to do the work for myself to become whole again, but I just felt like this has to be more. There has to be more than just for me. And so that's kind of what I've done over the last few years, since about 2012. I've kind of delved into this uh, new arena of addiction recovery and healing and betrayal trauma and read so much and learned so much that I ended up writing a book and wanting to share that with other people. And so that's what I'm doing. That book will be kind of also the catalyst for things that are coming up in the future with, uh, with a, a business of speaking and mentoring and helping people that they, people all over the country can come to the website and, and find resources that they, they need. And so Bragging, I guess, would be the fact that writing a book was something I didn't plan on doing, but it inspired me and I felt it basically to through my whole soul that this is what I needed to do and I got it done. And so I guess that's really kind of a crazy big accomplishment that I'm excited to share with other people. Well, congratulations. I'm excited, too. You know, as you were talking, something came to my mind. There's a book called Emotional Equations. It's by a guy named Chip something or other. I want to say Chip Conley, but now I'm wondering if that's a famous actor. Anyway, look mm -hmm. it up, Emotional Equations. But there was a part of that book that really stuck out to me. And one of the emotional equations was okay. suffering minus purpose equals despair. So think about that equation in your head. Suffering minus purpose equals despair. Suffering plus purpose equals, or suffering plus purpose 
equals passion. So if you if you have some kind of purpose to your suffering, if and you're passionate about it and you're able to share it with others, it adds that feeling to your life of fulfillment. And I would even say suffering plus purpose equals fulfillment. So I love how you have had experiences, you've suffered through these experiences, and um, rather than feeling like it's meaningless, you know, you have added meaning to it. Suffering plus meaning equals purpose. There's a new equation for you. Suffering plus meaning equals purpose. So you found that purpose, you found that passion in your life. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us go through things and we have these experiences and maybe we learn from them, but we don't think to pass them along to others. Uh, But when we do, we really find that purpose in our life. So I would love to dive a little bit deeper into your story um, here and, and and find out what you were going through, your experiences and your struggles. I think that even though we all have different struggles, I think there are many common factors. So, I mean, obviously, you've had this journey that's explained in the book. You've had these lessons you've learned. Can you take us on that journey a little bit? When did you first realize or recognize that you were in a bad situation or married to an addict? Okay, yeah. So I... At the beginning of marriage, so like I said, I was married for 21 years, and and that's a long time. That's probably not about like six months into marriage was <laughs> when I found. Time. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, so, at six months into marriage is when I found uh, that first uh, thing about like on pornography. I came home from work and turned on the TV, and it was one of those knob TVs back in college and the TV was stuck between channels on a fuzzy picture of pornography. And at that moment, I was really shocked. I had no idea what I was in for at that point and I had never really experienced anything like that. Uh, I grew up with a dad who was completely faithful and respectful of women. I didn't ever hear him say any jokes about women or comment on their body parts or anything. And so at this point, I didn't really feel like I was, that anything would be different in my marriage. But as I found that, what happened to me is I felt so much shock and trauma and uh, sadness and pain, like kind of like I just didn't even know what my life was. And even though to some that might sound like a really small scale of finding something, the betrayal and the lies and now the mistrust was was so big. And really what I found over my journey is that it really, the heart doesn't know the difference between something small with betrayal or something big, that the heart just knows the pain of betrayal and, and that we want to feel safe with our person. So as we went along, uh, we, we did go and visit with our church leader after that, and he gave us some things to do and, and basically delve more into uh, reading scriptures and saying prayers and things like that. And that's all really I knew at the time. I didn't really know that, well, for one, I didn't really know it was an addiction, and I also didn't know uh, really what to do with it. There wasn't really programs that I was aware of. 12-step programs for pornography at the time. So I went along and just thought, okay, we're going to just do these things and, and, and we can get through this. And every few years I would, I would find something else. And 
what that did to me was it had this peace in my heart and in my mind that stayed with me every day for those 21 years, which was this, I didn't trust my husband and the possibility of infidelity was always in the back of my mind. So even though throughout the years there were some really good times, because of the lack of trust and respect, there was just this other side of my life that was terrible and was extremely painful. So I didn't, I didn't know what it actually was until 17 years into marriage. And that is when I came across a big discovery of really, oh, wow, okay, this is actually a problem. This isn't that my husband is choosing to do, you know, these stupid little things. This really is big. And, and it was then that I, I really felt in my soul that it was kind of like a really strong, you know what this is. This is, this is a big problem. And so as we went to visit with our church leader then at that time, I was pleading in my mind with God, please help tell him to help us with, with this more than just the Sunday school answers. I, we really need something because this is really a problem. And he introduced us to the 12-step program and committed us to going for four years. And so that's what we, we decided to do. So we started going. We went every week for the first year and a half. We didn't miss a week, and we really delved into it. And that was really scary. For one, I hear this was a problem he had, yet I had to start going to these these 12-step meetings. I thought, this is crazy. Okay, well, I'm just going to go, and I'm going to learn how to help him. But what I found was I needed help. I needed healing. And I, I basically, it was kind of like, I realized that it's kind of like uh, being in an accident. If you're in a car accident, you it might not be your fault, but you still might have to have surgery. You still might need crutches or a wheelchair. You still might need physical therapy for a year or more, and it may take you a while before you actually feel back to normal. And that's the same with this. So betrayal trauma is like being hit by a truck, and then you need to heal from it. So, so it's kind of emotional, emotional healing. And so when I went into those 12-step meetings, what I found there was basically people who understood, who were in the same situation as I was. And as I looked around, I noticed the people that were thriving. So, so this is a really hard, sad trial to go through, and it, there's a lot of pain. And that's okay. Everybody shared their pain in those meetings. But the people who were healing, I watched them, and I thought, I want that. I want to do what they're doing so that I can feel whole again, because in those moments, you feel like you're never going to be the same and you're never going to be okay. But they were okay and they were moving forward. And so, so I started kind of looking at it as my own healing, what I needed. And we went through that. And after a year of that, we, we were at an all time, like a low, it was, it was not good. And I, I was pleading and praying in my closet uh, what are, what am I supposed to do? This seems so weird and crazy that we've been doing this work for a year and things are worse. And it was then that I felt that inspiration that things were still bad, that he was not sober and that he was lying to me. And it was then that I found my next big discovery 
of his addiction, which really showed the severity of the problem and, and how big it was and how progressive addiction is. And that is why. That's why things weren't, weren't feeling, feeling better. Uh, so at that point, uh, we were then introduced to our next level of recovery, which was counseling. And, and what I found with all of this is that we're not necessarily given every bit of information we need all at once. And even if we are, we only can take what we're ready for at the time. And so we started with the 12-step stuff, which was helpful, but we really needed counseling. And for my husband to, to choose into recovery, he needed to know the tools and how to do it, which is what he was going to be given in counseling. Now, obviously for both of us, I had to choose into doing the work for my healing and he had to choose into doing the work for recovery, which in the end, uh, he didn't end up doing that. And we did, I did end up choosing divorce, but over that time I kept healing and another year went by and again, we were at an all time low. And at this point I hadn't found anything. I hadn't had any discoveries. He was professing his innocence that he was fine and that, um, my inspirations were off and, and that I was wrong. But in my gut, in my whole entire soul, I knew something was wrong, even though I didn't have proof. And so as I was working on that and praying about that and, and waking up with the, the swirl of anxiety that felt like death and going to sleep with it, and it was just kind of this continuous uh, stress, I knew, I knew I had to figure out what I needed to do. And with prayer... I felt pretty strongly that he needed to go to rehab, like inpatient rehab, 90-day rehab, or he needed to get out. And as I came to him with that, it was really interesting to watch him uh, choose, choose into going to rehab because he was professing his innocence at that point. And, and I had to be at that place, which the only reason I could even be at that place was because of the learning, the healing the reading, the education I'd had on addiction, that I could sit there and say, I'm sorry, I do not believe you. You will need to go to rehab or you'll need to get out. And it was one of those things that I, I couldn't have done that years before, but because of all the tools I had been given, I was able to do that then. And, and so he did end up choosing into rehab. And while he was in rehab, I found my next level of counseling, which was dealing more with betrayal trauma, more with learning how to set boundaries so that I was kept safe from someone else's addiction. And also while he was there, I found his entire secret double life, which some of it I found and some he, in, in rehab, what they do is they, they uh, have to write their disclosure, which is their life history of anything that they've done wrong that has to do with addiction. And so he read that to me. And so now at this point, I knew the entire thing, which was really surprising and really uh, shocking because it was a world I did not know. And as I, as I went through the, he the healing process and there were times I would go and I would think, how did I not know? And, and why was I so stupid not to see all this? But what I learned was you really can't know what you don't know. And at this point, it was being offered me to know it now and to choose into learning how to heal from it now. And so, and so that's what I did. And I also learned that addiction, addiction is just 
crazy and it's dark. And I didn't live in that dark world. So how was I supposed to know something that I didn't know existed? And so learning that, I could have, uh, I guess, um, empathy for my own self and, and hope that I could learn and become different and become better uh, just by practicing the new things that I was learning. So he went through addiction or he went through rehab and I picked him up from rehab at the end of July of 2014. And basically we decided on giving him a year to really choose into recovery. Now the thing was, is that I really, really loved him a lot. And I really had this fight in me to, to see this through. And I was hopeful that he'd be able to do it. Uh, but addiction's hard and, and an addict really has to choose into to that recovery process. And it's not just about being sober. It's about changing the patterns and the wiring in your brain so that you are an honest and accountable person. And that part was really difficult. And the thing is, is my, my, my fight against all of this is really a fight against addiction, not an addict themselves, because, you know, addiction is just crazy. And, uh, I love people and God loves everybody and God loves him just as much as he loves me. And so the fight was really against that. So, uh, we ended up having an in-house separation by that January because the accountability and honesty just wasn't there. And it, I think at that point, the sobriety was, but, uh, the lies and uh, around other things in general just wasn't changing. And so at that point, as the year ended, that August, uh, really it came down to that you can't make someone do something they don't want to do. And this was the life he was choosing. He felt okay about the way he was living, and I didn't. And for me, I had done enough healing to feel good about stepping forward in that darkness of what I didn't know was ahead. It felt better than staying in a relationship with an addict that wasn't choosing into recovery. That dishonesty felt worse. And so I was ready and I was ready to move forward with my life. And, and that's kind of what my story is from the 21 years. That was at 21 years. We, we chose divorce. And then from there, the years after that, I have just done thousands of hours of reading and counseling and mentor groups and facilitating in 12 step programs and working with a lot of women. And uh, that's kind of where I've taken it as far as in my healing and wanting to share it with others. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. When we come back, I would love to hear from you about uh, those steps that you have taken. I think that there are many of us in, in life that have been affected by trauma. And what you're really talking about here is trauma recovery. You're talking about how to recover from those traumatic experiences, whether it be struggling, um, having a loved one with an addiction, whether it be an illness, a disease, uh, some whatever's going on in your life that's a trauma. Uh, I think the steps that you found are very valuable for people to overcome those trials, find the meaning in them, and be able to progress and live on. So when we come back, more with Roxanne Kennedy. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. So excited to have special guest Roxanne Kennedy joining us all the way from St. George today. We also have another special calling guest. Roxanne's been talking about trauma, trauma recovery, and uh, so wonderful to hear your story, Roxanne. Not that the story in, in it of itself was wonderful, but uh, hearing how you learned from experiences and what you're doing now. Um, and 
you know, Robert is helping people to be successful through networking and has created a great networking group here in Phoenix. I wanted to bring him on for just a minute uh, because he's got a great event this week coming up called iNetwork Expo. And Robert, I just wanted to bring you on and uh, have everybody tell you a little bit about or have you tell everybody a little bit about this event. You're going to have some fabulous speakers there. You're going to have some um, amazing vendors and people there. So um, I would love for you just to tell everybody why they should come. Well, you know, I think, well, thank you for um, letting me have some time, Allison. This is a wonderful opportunity. We have the iNetwork Expo coming up from the 25th through the 27th, um, just in a couple of days, believe it or not. I mean, it seems like we've been promoting this for a while. We have great attendance. But the iNetwork Expo actually started um, with a, a band of networking groups who wanted to create something more than just a regular networking. They kind of wanted to create a celebration of networking. And as it's evolved over time, it's gone from half a day to a full day to now three days. And we get to celebrate each other at this event, and we get to have some awesome speakers who get to come to this event. And, um, you know, we get to learn from them, and then we get to connect with each other. And really, the Network Together Expo is all about connecting and establishing relationships where we can empower each other over time. And the first day, um, Allison is going to be taking the stage, and, and I want everyone to know, we've got to come see Allison at 9.30. She's going to be um, helping us take our mess and turn it into a mess of to develop um, our core strategies. Right, Allison? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really excited about that. And we've just been talking with Roxanne. That's kind of what she's done, too. And I hope that everybody listening is kind of take, taking away from this. I mean, you have the pre- presentation that's inside the box. you got the one that's outside of the box. And I hope everybody's listening and learning, you know, and thinking about, hey, what, what do I have in my life? What mess do I have that I can turn into a method and a message? And that's what I'm going to be speaking on uh, that morning. You know, because, you know what I've learned, Allison, is because sometimes if you have a mess, you know, and you've learned how to clean it up, there's other people out there, too, that need that help. And they're like, if, well, I can do that as well. If Allison did it, I can do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you know, and you asked me about other speakers. We have um, also another person that you introduced me to, Allison, um, after we met was Dave, is David Fagan. Um, he is launching a new book um, called Word Genius, and I'm so excited to get a copy. So I'm probably going to tackle him at the event and get that book. Yeah. But um, in the morning, he's going to be... Um, speaking on an, another topic called From Invisible to Invincible. Mm-hmm. Then our afternoon, we have another exciting time frame, Jay Tenenbaum. And Allison, you know Jay Tenenbaum. He's going to come to the state, stage and speak for a little bit. And I, I, as I recall, isn't he um, um, a graduate of your speaker mastery program? He is. He's actually a um, certified keynote speaker. So really excited to have him on there. That's through the Speakers Coalition. And one other thing, too, that I just have to say, I'm so proud of uh, David and his new book. I was privileged uh-huh. to publish that. We launched it last week, and he got a, a bestseller in six different categories. So you definitely want to come and hear his word genius. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and I was actually going to set up the stage for you on that one, but you took it right from me, darn it. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I love to brag oh, about my clients. I know, you know I know. I, I couldn't wait either, but you, you, know, you, you, you were astute to go ahead and take that. But, you know, on the first day, we also have Laura Langmeyer. Um, she's known um, in the circles, especially the speaking community and the financial community, um, as the millionaire maker. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the first day... Um, Right after all of our open networking, David will be coming on um, on stage and speaking um, 
um, probably talking about his book, talking about the new publishing company. Uh, we're genius. It's what to say and how to say it. And that's pretty much in any environment, whether it's on a radio show or a Facebook Live or if you're speaking or you're writing in a book or even a correspondence uh, like a letter, <laughs> a good old letter. We're excited about him. And another introduction, I've really enjoy this gentleman. Um, I don't know him yet, and I'm so excited, Allison. Um, you have Brett Fogel coming in yeah. from out of town yep. and his partner, Daniel Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Click and Grow Rich. I'm so excited to hear uh, what they have to say. They've got some powerful, powerful information. Um, definitely good for anybody who's looking to grow their business. Yeah. I, I, I'm so, and we've had some great conversations, and, and you know, he had 20 years of experience of, of learning things, you know, um, both the right and the wrong things, and he's going to impart information on how we can actually um, click and grow rich ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the second day, Friday the 25th, um, um, we, we have um, Noah St. John is going to be um, coming in and speaking with us. I believe he's coming in from... Um, um, uh, Vegas or something like that. He has something going on there. We have Jill Lublin um, with Do It um, Yourself PR. Allison, you're going to be speaking again. You're going to have a speed networking and expert panel. And Roger Salam and um, David Fagan will be um, closing us out on Friday. Great. I'm excited for that. And then Saturday morning, I'm really excited because uh, we just heard back and brought in Paul Blanchard of the Ogmandino Group. And uh, he's going to come speak to us. He's coming all the way in from Utah. Those of you who haven't read, oh, what is The Greatest Salesman by Ogmandino? Fabulous, fabulous book. Uh, Absolutely life-changing. You've got to read that. Uh, Paul's going to be there representing the Ogmandino Group and really excited to have him on Saturday. You know, and and I had the the chance to speak with Paul Mm -hmm. for a while and we we thought we were going to have a five-minute conversation, and it ended up being a 45-minute conversation. <laughs> With you, Robert, so it, was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a very gracious conversation, um, you know, and I, I knew that he was at some events. So, again, thank you, Allison, for bringing Paul in. And, um, you know, not just that, there's going to be more about sales performance on Saturday. I, I think Saturday is just a key day to come. David Fagan's going to be on stage again talking about sales secrets of the super successful and how to sell big-ticket items and services. Mm-hmm. Allison, I believe you're going to come on um, during that day, and I'm actually going to be taking the stage um, almost at the at the end of the day, and I'm going to be talking about you know what a great networker looks like, and um, I'm excited about that. And then David will um, sh- um, you know close down our event with um, the event wrap up, and um, actually you know a, kind of like a 90 day um, creation calendar to your success. So I, I think it's going to be three days of just you know I, I, I call it food festivities fun and learning how to create financial freedom and success for yourself. So I'm really excited about this event. Thank you. And thank you so much, Robert, for coming on and sharing that with us. Uh, If you're interested in going, go to inetworkexpo.com. That's I, like the letter I, networkexpo.com. And uh, make sure and uh, pick up your tickets. Come and we'll see you there. And Roxanne, Mm -hmm. hopefully you can drive down from St. George. So thank you so much again for being with us uh, today, Robert. I know you're busy getting ready for the event, but I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to hear about that. Hopefully you can come. Uh, really, connection is is king when it comes to growing your business, and, and that's what it's all about. So thank you so much, Robert. Have a great day. Thank you, Allison. Bye-bye.
My. Uh, I love Robert. He's just so amazing. Every time he gets on the phone, I just start, uh, I don't know, I get excited. I start giggling. His passion, his enthusiasm just oozes out of him. When I first, very first met Robert, uh, how I met him was I'd moved to Phoenix and I wanted to find a networking group to be involved in. I lived in Idaho and I had kind of gone from zero to hero, reach of 2,000 a month to 2 million a month. And I'd gotten introduced to all these groups in Beverly Hills and Hollywood and LA and all these different parts of the country, but I'd never actually done networking in my hometown. So when I moved here to Phoenix from the Boise area, um, I actually Googled networking groups and found Robert's networking group and was so impressed with how he just cared about everybody and how he ran the group. I said, Robert, you know, I really want to, I really want to spotlight you. I want to help you. I want you to help, help you get this message out. I think at first he thought I was trying to sell him something, but I um, actually Mm -hmm. earned his trust after a while. So love, love Robert and Roxanne. I hope you get to meet him. I want to go back now to you, Roxanne, and your story. Um, you told us your traumatic 21 years of being married to an addict, the ups and downs. I'm sure you had lots of ups as well as downs. And, of course, we're just touching and focusing on the um, the addiction part of it and how that affected you. But um, you mentioned several times going to your closet. And I know you have some great pieces of content to share with everybody who's going through trauma. But I want you to talk just for a moment, what's the significance of going to your closet? Okay, so the closet for me was my safe place. Everybody has a place that they feel like they can go or they should, right? Mm -hmm. We need a place where we can go, whether it's even on a walk outside or, or whatever. But there were times when I would be laying in bed and that anxiety swirl of death would would be overtaking me and I had to get up and kind of move myself, remove myself from that situation, being so close to my husband at that time um, that the addiction and just the things that I had gone through were, would hit me kind of and trigger me into a, like a panic attack almost. And so I would go into my closet and I made my closet a place of refuge for me. I had a picture of Christ in there. I had quotes on the wall and I had a special blanket that was given to me by my sister a uh, few years before that that was in there. And so I could go in there and ponder, pray. I listened to really soft music in there, uh, things that I never had listened to before. Uh, but when your soul is aching, when your heart feels like it is so broken, you might not make it through the night, you might just die because you are so brokenhearted. That soft, really spiritual music uh, grounded me. And I could, I could be in there for however long I needed and come out with a little more sanity and a little more peace to be able to navigate through the rest of the things that I was going through. So for those people who are brokenhearted, who are feeling like they don't have a safe place to go, or, or maybe they do, but they just have a lot of trauma in their life right now, what are the steps, what are the recommendations that you would give to them? Where do you even begin? Right, right. So uh, what I found was there was always something being offered to me to show me the way out. As long as I was looking and had my eyes open, I could see it. God doesn't leave any of us alone, uh, or if you have a higher power that you look to, uh, you're not ever left alone, and it's really a choice to choose into what's being offered to you. And so it goes back to kind of what Robert was saying, what you've been saying about connection and relationships. It goes back to 
uh, what you talked about earlier about it doesn't matter what kind of trauma we've been through or the trials. Uh, we nobody's exempt from pain, and we all need healing. And really, most of the time, the tools are the same, even though our pain might be different. And so, to to begin, it's looking for your safe people that you can really share your heart with. Uh, these kinds of the kinds of things like this, like betrayal and infidelity, as we experience those, sometimes it's hard to share that with somebody else. For one, we don't know what they're going to think. We don't know what they're going to think about our spouse. And we don't want anybody telling us what we should or shouldn't do. We don't want people to say, oh, my gosh, you should leave or, or you need to just forget about it and, and forgive him because neither one of those are necessarily the right answer for us. And really what I would tell women, for one, is that only you can know what you need to be doing with your life and with your relationship. Only you can. And you can't really listen to other people, their view and their decisions. But there are safe people out there. You can find them. You can even pray that they will be sent to you. Uh, not every town or city has 12-step programs for pornography addiction. Not every place has uh, rehab centers or, or things like that. But, but there are options everywhere we live. And so to start out, uh, if you can have a counselor, get a counselor that knows grief, that knows betrayal, and that can help you navigate through that, that those things. Um, if there's 12 step programs in your area, those are free. You can, you can go to those and then just look for some of the trusted people because those are the people that really uh, changed my life as far as knowing I wasn't alone. It's, it's really important to know you're, you're not alone. And if you don't have any of those things, if you do not know who to turn to and you do not know what to do and you don't have the financial capabilities at the moment to have a counselor, then look for things like this online. There's so much reading material, uh, so many blogs out there. And going to my website, looking at, there's a, there's a podcast on there that people can listen to that might help them feel that they are not alone. Anything that makes you realize, oh, I'm not doing this by myself. There are other people that are experiencing this. This is not only mine. I definitely agree. I think that's so powerful. When we come back, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about how people can get a hold of your podcast, how they can listen to that, how they can reach you and how they can find your new book. Uh, Coming up next with Roxanne Kennedy, more about overcoming trial and trauma. And she will be sharing with us some ways that we can connect with her. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success. 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Good morning. If you're just joining us, I've got on with me today special guest and trauma recovery coach, Roxanne Brown-Kennedy. She has been sharing her experience of uh, being in a 21-year marriage with somebody who was highly addicted to pornography, uh, sharing her journey and now what she's doing to help other people on their journey of trauma recovery. And I love the tools and the tips that you gave in the last segment, uh, Roxanne, talking about a safe place to go. And something we were talking about on commercial break that our Facebook Live viewers heard but not our listeners, is uh, finding a place to go where you can just connect with God. I shared a recent experience I had where I took a journal and a pen and hiked to the top of a mountain and uh, wrote myself a letter from from God, dear Allison, and then just let the words flow through me from him. And it was just a beautiful experience. And, and Roxanne, you had some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, when, when you do something like that, you you feel empowered and you feel loved and it kind of gives you a reprieve from the chaos that you're going through or maybe some of the heartache or hardships that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. by just using that time to connect with God, to connect with yourself. Uh, You're able to just feel a sense of peace and calmness that will get you through uh, to the next hour, the next day or however long, but just a little bit of a reprieve to know that you are going to be okay and that you are loved. Well, and you are doing this through your blog. You're helping people to know that they are loved and they are not alone. Uh, Before we get into how people can listen to your blog, I would love to hear, do you have any success stories that you want to share from people who have listened to the blog, read your book, heard your experience? Um, what What has been some of the feedback with that? Okay, so I don't actually have a blog. I was on a I was a guest on a podcast. Oh, podcast. And that came out just two weeks ago. 
Yeah, and so that podcast came out two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You can find that on my website at cuttingties.com, and you can listen to it there. Uh, so that's just been a couple weeks, but just since then, it has. there has not been very many days that have gone by that somebody has not reached out to me and messaged me through my Facebook page about that podcast. And these are people, some mm-hmm. people I know, some people I are people from my past that um, like years ago that I've known years ago that have reached mm-hmm. out to share their stories. And some people I don't even know at all. And they came across the podcast, they listened to it, and it was really so, uh, I felt so grateful. The first person that I didn't know that reached out to me as she told me her story, as she talked about how when I was sharing the things about the chaos and the, the uh, circle of anxiety that would fill my whole system, and when I talked about how brokenhearted I was, that I thought I might die, she said it was like we were sharing the same vein, that, that we were like on the, an IV together. She said it resonated with her so much that she could feel that that was a tender mercy from God that she found that podcast. And as I, as I messaged her back and forth over a couple of days, I felt so much gratitude. And it goes back to that feeling when I was in my closet years before of this can't, all of this pain and what I'm going through and everything I have to do to get through this cannot be just for me. And when I talked with her, I just was filled with so much hope and love. And I thought, it doesn't matter what happens with anything else. If, if I could just help that one woman, mm-hmm. it would be worth it. All of the pain I went through would be worth it because she now knows she's not alone. So there's several stories like that. There's several things uh, throughout this journey of all the people that I've talked to and met that um, I'm just kind of led to be in the right place at the time because I'm listening. And I can share a story with you about that, which is just a silly story, but so empowering. I I had been probably divorced at this point, probably about a year or so. And um, I was doing really quite well in my healing of all of the trauma. And for the most part, just every day was I was living life and doing well. But this one particular morning, I woke up and I was not doing well. I was full of anxiety. I felt very low and I was having a really hard time getting out of bed. And I had, I was supposed to have a hair appointment that day and I even canceled that, which, you know, Allison, that we don't cancel hair appointments. <laughs> well, especially with a good <laughs> hairdresser. They're for months. Yeah, they're cancel them, But I, I couldn't go and I canceled it. And as I was laying there in my bed and I thought, this is crazy. Why am I feeling so low? And as I was like, what am I going to do? And, and how do I need to manage this? And, and what tools do I need to get out for myself that I've learned about how to get myself out of these situations? I just had that impression to just get up and go to the gym. So I thought, all right, it doesn't matter what I do there. I'm just going to go. But I got in the car and I drove there, got to the parking lot of the gym. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to the gym. I do not want to go in there. So I turned around, headed home, and uh, there was a Maverick gas station on the corner. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get a donut. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a donut. So <laughs> from, I pull in. From gym to donut. I, I know. I can, I can relate. I know, I know. Right? <laughs> Yeah, totally. So I pull in. And I decided to get gas, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to get a donut. So 
I don't. I get in my car and I keep going. And about another mile down the road, there's another Maverick gas station. And I thought, you know what? I'm getting a donut. So <laughs> I pull off. I go into the Maverick. I yeah. buy my donut. And as I'm heading out the door, in walks this woman who I have met through all of this kind of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. She's going through the same thing. And she was going through divorce. So oh, wow. she was basically a year behind me in this mm-hmm. process. And she sees me and she gasps and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. She said, I am not doing well. And I said, you know what? I'm not either. She's like, what? You're not? And I said, no, I know I could hardly get myself out of bed today. She's like, me too. I said, and I even canceled my hair appointment. And she said, I just canceled my appointment. (laughs) Anyway, it was so funny because it was so so validating, but I said, and you know what I'm doing here? I'm buying a donut. She's like, I'm buying a donut. <laughs> anyway, it was so funny, but so I felt like, wow, God really is watching over us because I didn't know why I was in that place that day. And it's not that I think that God put me in that place of anxiety that morning. It wasn't that, but I woke up that way and he thought, you know what? She's going to listen to me and I can use her to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And in turn, that will also help her. And that's what happened. We were able to help each other. And I walked out of that Maverick smiling and and just thought, wow, I feel so grateful and so good that he uses us to help each other and that we really can use our trials for good Mm -hmm. and that really they are changing us and we are becoming better because we can notice now the real things in people's lives and not just the surface. So, what a great so example. Kind of a silly story. What a great example that is. And, you know, I think this comes back to the podcast, comes back to the book. It's if you have a message to share, get it out there. There's somebody that needs it. And I always think life's like this freeway, and we're all trying to get to this final destination of peace and happiness and fulfillment, right? And there's some people, like you, you mentioned with your friend, there's some people that are a little further ahead of us. And there's always going to be people that are behind us, right? So, we yep. hopefully can Always look to happens. the people. Hopefully, we can look to those people ahead of us, and we can say, "Hey, what 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 can you teach us? How what are the shortcuts? What's the smoothest road here? We're all going on this ride to the same place, and then hopefully, we can share that wisdom uh, with the people behind us and um, and guide them on their journey as well. You know, back to that emotional equation, and, and this is this is the one I like the most: suffering minus meaning equals despair, and suffering plus meaning equals purpose. If we've got something that we've gone through. If we have something that we've experienced, find the meaning, find the purpose in it. Let's talk a little bit about your book, because that's exactly what you did through your book. Um, Now, you actually told me you started writing your book before you were divorced. You started writing this book um, partway through your journey. And I think that's a great example, too. I think so many people think, I feel like I have this message. I feel like I have this book, but I'm not at the finish line yet, so I can't share it. Well, guess what? You probably aren't going to be at the finish line until like you're dead. So uh, share that message now. There's people that need to hear it. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what is the title of your book and what is that book about? Okay. So the title is Cutting Ties. Mm-hmm. And it came about because of an experience I had where I hit my own personal rock bottom. Yeah. And I'm not going to share that story here. It is the first chapter of the book, um, which you can go to CuttingTies.com and opt in for free to get the first chapter. So you can just read that first chapter if you want. Uh, But it came about because um, I had hit this rock bottom and 
basically let myself spiral out of control because of what my husband was doing, what he was saying, what he was not saying, and, and I ended up doing something that I should never have done. And that's kind of what happened. And so uh, a couple of days later, I was on the treadmill processing through how I got to this place. And, and instead of looking at it in a resentful place of, you know, my husband did this to me and he's the worst, and, and not that that isn't true. There are things that are true about that, but, but how did I let myself get to a place where I didn't honor me, where I did something that I shouldn't have done and that I would normally not do. So what was going on in me that I would get to that point? And as I was on the treadmill, I saw the cover of the book. I saw the title, the colors, and the first chapter just sped through my mind. Mm -hmm. And so after that happened, I, I kind of questioned in my mind to God, and I was like, um, am I writing a book? And my answer was, yes, please write this book. Please share with people all that you've been through, what you're learning, and what you will continue to learn as you go through this process. And so the book is actually written in a lot of chaotic times. Uh, that chapter, that first chapter, was written basically from a very chaotic time. And so uh, as the readers read the book, they will notice that uh, I didn't do any of it perfect, that I was a mess a lot of the times, and that I... I messed up things a lot of the time, but what they can hear and see is that I kept going, that I kept finding my way out and how I, how I went about doing that. Mm -hmm. There was, there was a time where I really had this kind of, uh, just this aha moment where I felt like, how is this that I go two steps forward and I feel like I go 10 steps back. And <laughs> I can so relate to that. Nothing is ever being accomplished. <laughs> we know this, right? Yeah. It feels like this in a lot of areas of our life. Right. That it's like this. But what I, what I learned at that moment was those two steps forward stay there. So even though I go 10 steps back, when I realize, what? what am I doing back here? How did I get back here again? I just go walk back up to two steps ahead where I was. And then I go two more steps ahead. And so, yeah, I'll continue to fall 10 steps back, but I'm not losing ground. I really am making progress. Everybody's making progress as they work towards those goals and those healing things that they're doing or, or anything that they're doing in their life. It's, it really is about progression and not perfection. And you are doing it and you are going to be okay and you are you are making it. I think that's worth saying again. Life really in general is about progression, not perfection. Are you mm -hmm. progressing? Are you moving forward? And guess what? That's Sometimes right. you're going to have those setbacks. But I love what you said about that progression's not lost if you have a setback. No. Because when you mm -hmm. when you get back up again, you're going to pick up where you left off. And I think so often we think, well, all is lost. Everything was wasted. We did all this work. And yep. now it's just all for naught because we're back, you know, where we started from. But but I love that idea of, no, you aren't, because you know the tools, you know the information, you got there once, you can get there again, and you can go even further. And guess what? You're probably going to have another setback. You're going to have another bad day, but it's okay. And there are people there to help and love and support you. And what I love about the story you told at the beginning of the segment, Roxanne, where you were having a bad day, you went out, you found yourself in the right place at the right time, were able to connect with somebody else who was also feeling lonely. What I love about that is 
we don't need to hide our trials. We don't need to hide. I think, you know, and we hear this so much, but everybody has this perfect life on Facebook. They have this perfect life on social media. They have this perfect image that they have. If, if we don't let people know when we're hurting, we aren't going to have that support. We aren't going to have those opportunities also to help other people. So, Roxanne, great show today. Thank you so much. I hope everybody goes and checks out CuttingTies.com. That's CuttingTies.com. Get Roxanne's book and um, make sure and connect with her on Facebook too, Roxanne Brown Kennedy on Facebook. Um, Roxanne, we've got to wrap up the show, but one sentence, what are your, what's your final thought you want everybody to leave with today? Basically, whatever you're going through, you are going to be okay. If you look for the tools, if you choose in to those things that are being offered to you and move forward in life, you absolutely will be okay. And you will be happy and you will find joy in your life. Thank you so much. I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been listening to Roxanne Brown Kennedy on our show Spotlight. Tune in next week where we'll have another guest who has gone through trials and triumphed over them and is willing to share their journey with us. See you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.